This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Winnie and the Pixie Knots. Episode 4, A Souvenir. Staring in awe at the fluttering fairies around me, it suddenly dawned on me that I knew absolutely nothing about these majestic creatures. Maybe fairies were nothing like the ones in storybooks, I thought. Maybe they didn't sing songs or give you money for losing a tooth. Maybe they were 
poisonous or carry diseases like mosquitoes or something. Yikes! Luckily, I hadn't been seen yet, so I turned and quickly shuffled back up the tunnel. As I crawled, I heard an announcement blaring over the speaker outside. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, last call to exit the grounds. The fair closes in five minutes. My heart jumped. Five minutes? There's no way I'd make it out in time. I imagined myself being locked in the park overnight and Graham waking up the next morning and finding me gone. That's if she wasn't up waiting for me already. For all I knew, she could be here at the fair, standing on one of the carousel ponies with her arms folded, tapping her foot. Oh, man, I was dead. Praying that wasn't the case, I crawled quickly back up the tunnel to the hollowed-out trunk. I jumped to my feet, brushed off my dress, and did my best to fix my hair. Roots and dirt clung to it in tangles. Before I could reach for the mirror door, a light flashed in my eyes. Hey! I shouted, trying to squint through the glare. Who's there? Slowly, the glow dimmed, and everything came back into focus. Inches from my face was a little man, hovering in the air with the help of his fluttering wings. He wore gold-plated armor and held what looked like a shiny pencil. At first, I couldn't make out much detail of his face through his glow, but I could tell he had short, wavy hair and an expression almost as shocked as mine. Ah! I screamed at the top of my lungs, which made him do the same. Without even thinking, I swung at him, but he dodged the blow and threw his pencil at my arm. Ah! Oh, now I really screamed. Wah! The little pencil protruded from my elbow. You little... I tried grabbing that miserable little man out of the air, but he was too fast. He jerked side to side, easily avoiding my grabs. Intruder! He yelled. Intruder at the gates! Like a frantic hummingbird, he bolted for the tunnel. He buzzed past my ear, but that's about as far as he went before I whirled around and backhanded him hard into the wall. Gah! The impact knocked the tiny man clean out and sent him tumbling down the tunnel by my feet. Warm light and humming came flooding up the tunnel. I wasn't going to stick around and wait for the rest of them to come hurling more pencils, so I took off like a madwoman. I kicked open the mirror door, leapt off the carousel, and ran as fast as I could through the dark fair, which looked especially creepy now that it was empty and full of shadows. Too scared to look back, I hopped the fence and sprinted through the cornfields, taking the only shortcut I could think of in such a panic. I reached the edge of a thick grove of maple trees and tripped on a root. Oof. As I pulled myself to my feet, I got an eerie feeling that someone was watching me. As if someone was waiting in the shadows, within arm's reach, ready to pounce. Whispers echoed through the dark trees. Hello? I looked to see who was there, but all I could see were moonlit leaves rustling in the breeze. An especially loud whisper came from a branch to my left. As I turned, I saw two tiny red eyes staring right at me. Too petrified to scream, all I could do was stare back. My breaths grew quick and shaky as I slowly stepped back. The whispers grew louder. More glowing red eyes blinked open around me. I could tell they were getting closer because they moved with me as I retreated. 
A strong gust of wind suddenly blew through the trees, bending the branches and making them lean over me like reaching arms. Finally, my adrenaline kicked in, and I came to my senses. Come on, Winnie, you have legs, I reminded myself. I turned to make a run for it. Winifred? came a surprised voice. The whispers immediately hushed, and the red eyes closed as a dark figure approached from the shadows. I picked up a big stick and readied it. Who's there? I said. The figure stepped into the moonlight. It was Granny Annie. Winnie, she said with relief. Graham! I ran and hugged her as tight as I could, and even cried a little. But you would have too if you'd been through what I just experienced. All the way home, Graham held me close and stroked my hair. Every time I grew hysterical, she calmed me down and assured me that everything would be all right. As we headed home, I couldn't stop thinking about how lucky it was that I took the shortcut and ran into her just as she was coming to get me. I wondered if she'd seen the eyes and heard the voices. I figured she hadn't since she made no mention of it. All she said was how relieved she was to have found me. Unfortunately, I knew that would change come morning when the novelty of my safety had worn off and the disappointment in what I'd done took its place. When we got home and started up the stairs, my attention turned to the stinging in my arm. The sharp pinch felt like a really bad bee sting. I looked down and saw that little fairy man's pencil sticking out of my elbow. It was in there pretty good, jutting out like a brass sewing needle. I must have been scared stupid not to notice it. Making sure Graham wasn't looking, I clenched my teeth and yanked it out. Ugh, I quietly groaned. Whoa, mama, that hurt. If I hadn't just experienced being bitten by a poisonous snake, I probably would have been screaming like a banshee. Graham stopped a few steps behind me. What is it? she asked. I held the pencil out in front of me to get a better look. Only it was no pencil. It was a tiny golden spear lined with itty-bitty ruby-red jewels and jagged teeth of steel jutting out the top half. You've got to be kidding me. That crazy little man speared me. Winnie, what is that? Graham came to my side. I quickly tucked the spear into my pocket. Nothing, I just fell on a thorn when I tripped. It stings. I prayed she hadn't gotten a good look at it. It was bad enough I'd snuck off to the fair, let alone gotten a fight with a fairy. If she knew I'd seen them, as I'm sure that's who she was talking about, she'd work herself into a frenzy. Graham looked down at me through her glasses. That was a mighty big thorn. Here, let me have a look. She reached for my pocket. No! Graham raised her eyebrows at me. I mean, I can handle it, thanks, I quickly added. Graham looked at me suspiciously and then down at my pocket. If you say so. Now, get to bed. We'll have a talk in the morning. You're not out of the woods yet, missy. Yes, ma'am. I headed up to my room with a chest pounding loud enough to wake the neighbor's dog. Not bothering with my pajamas, I crept into bed and looked over at Lou, she too had obviously skipped the pajamas. She was zonked out in her dirty clothes with an arm and a leg hanging off the bed. Believe it or not, that was one of her more normal sleeping positions. 
Her little round face scowled as she snored. Even in her sleep, she wore a sassy expression. She'd probably argued with Graham for most of the evening about what had happened before calling it quits. Her butterfly blanket had fallen off her and was hanging by her shoe, which usually meant she'd been kicking around for a while. Feisty little runt. I felt bad for leaving her and Jack at the fair. Big sisters are supposed to watch out for their little sisters, not ditch them. Had I kept her with me, her wildest dreams would have come true. I lay there, staring at the ceiling, and thought about the underground fairies and their beautiful secret world that only I had seen. Nobody will believe me, I kept telling myself over and over. And then I reached into my dress pocket and felt the little spear. I smiled. You've been listening to Winnie and the Pixie Knots, a production of the Purple Rocket Podcast. Be sure to visit www.purplerocketpodcast.com for more stories and to find out how you can support the podcast. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to these stories and tell a friend. Thank you, Rocketeers, for your support. And don't forget to tune in next time. This is your host, Greg Webb.